Welcome to Bible Curious, where we explore the entire Bible from cover to cover, asking ourselves, what is the Holy Bible? What claims does it make about God? And what message does it have for us today? Whether you are faithful or unfaithful, believing, unbelieving, or just plain curious, this series is for you. I'm Arthur Milliken, and today we will be reading Genesis chapters 44 to 46 from the World English Bible. You can find our reading plan at biblecurious.org forward slash plan. The book of Genesis, chapter 44, introduction. After Jacob sends his sons again to Egypt to purchase grain for relief during a great famine, Joseph again recognizes them and struggles to find the right occasion to reveal to them his true identity. Remember that these are the same brothers who for jealousy had bound Joseph and sold him into slavery many years earlier. Had the intervening years softened their hard hearts? Did they repent of their earlier evil deeds? This chapter includes Benjamin and the Silver Cup. Judah pleads for Benjamin. Chapter 44 He commanded the steward of his house, saying, Fill the men's sacks with food as much as they can carry and put each man's money in his sack's mouth. Put my cup, the silver cup, in the sack's mouth of the youngest, with his grain money. He did according to the word that Joseph had spoken. As soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away, they and their donkeys. When they had gone out of the city and were not yet far off, Joseph said to his steward, Up! Follow after the men. When you overtake them, ask them, Why have you rewarded evil for good? Isn't this that? from which my Lord drinks, and by which he indeed divines, you have done evil in so doing. He overtook them, and he spoke these words to them. They said to him, Why does my Lord speak such words as these? Far be it from your servants that they should do such a thing. Behold, the money which we found in our sacks' mouths we brought again to you out of the land of Canaan. How then should we steal silver or gold out of your Lord's house. With whomever of your servants it is found, let him die. And we also will be my Lord's slaves. He said, Now also let it be according to your words. He with whom it is found will be my slave, and you will be blameless. Then they hurried, and each man took his sack down to the ground, and each man opened his sack. He searched, beginning with the oldest and ending at the youngest, the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Then they tore their clothes, and each man loaded his donkey and returned to the city. Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house, and he was still there. They fell on the ground before him. Joseph said to them, What deed is this that you have done? Don't you know that such a man as I can indeed do divination? Judah said, what will we tell my Lord? What will we speak? How will we clear ourselves? God has found out the iniquity of your servants. Behold, we are my Lord's slaves, both we and he also in whose hand the cup is found. He said, Far be it from me that I should do so. The man in whose hand the cup is found, 
he will be my slave. But as for you, go up in peace to your father. Then Judah came near to him and said, Oh, my Lord, please let your servant speak a word in my Lord's ears, and don't let your anger burn against your servant, for you are even as Pharaoh. My Lord asked his servant, saying, Have you a father or a brother? We said to my Lord, We have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age, a little one, and his brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother, and his father loves him. You said to your servants, Bring him down to me, that I may set my eyes on him. We said to my Lord, The boy can't leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. You said to your servants, Unless your younger brother comes down with you, you will see my face no more. When we came up to your servant, my father, we told him the words of my Lord. Our father said, go again and buy us a little food. We said, we can't go down. If our youngest brother is with us, then we will go down, for we may not see the man's face unless our younger brother is with us. Your servant, my father, said to us, you know that my wife bore me two sons. One went out from me. And I said, Surely he is torn in pieces, and I haven't seen him since. If you take this one also from me, and harm happens to him, you will bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to Sheol. Now therefore, when I come to your servant, my father, and the boy is not with us, since his life is bound up in the boy's life, it will happen, when he sees that the boy is no more, that he will die. Your servant will bring down the gray hairs of your servant, our father, with sorrow to Sheol. For your servant became collateral for the boy to my father, saying, If I don't bring him to you, then I will bear the blame to my father forever. Now, therefore, please let your servant stay instead of the boy, my lord's slave, and let the boy go up with his brothers for how will I go up to my father if the boy isn't with me, lest I see the evil that will come on my father? Judah's impassioned plea reveals the miracle of a changed heart. It was Judah who originally recommended selling Joseph into slavery as an alternative to killing him outright. And now it is Judah offering his own life as a slave in exchange for mercy toward Joseph's brother Benjamin and toward their father Israel, whom Judah feared would die from a broken heart if he ended up losing Benjamin. It is a heroic act performed by Judah and worthy of his name, which means praise. The Book of Genesis, Chapter 45, Introduction after putting his estranged brothers through a number of difficult tests, Joseph releases the tension by revealing his identity to them at last, offering forgiveness for past transgressions, relief from widespread famine, and a new home in Egypt where they would live under Pharaoh's protection. This chapter includes Joseph reveals his identity. Joseph sends for his father. Pharaoh invites Jacob to Egypt, the revival of Jacob. Chapter 45 
Then Joseph couldn't control himself before all those who stood before him, and he called out, Cause everyone to go out from me! No one else stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. He wept aloud. The Egyptians heard, and the house of Pharaoh heard. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? His brothers couldn't answer him, for they were terrified at his presence. Joseph said to his brothers, Come near to me, please. They came near. He said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now don't be grieved, nor angry with yourselves, that you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years the famine has been in the land, and there are yet five years in which there will be no plowing and no harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant in the earth and to save you alive by a great deliverance. So now it wasn't you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh, lord of all his house, and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry, and go up to my father, and tell him this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Don't wait. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you will be near to me, you, your children, your children's children, your flocks, your herds, and all that you have, there I will provide for you. For there are yet five years of famine, lest you come to poverty, you and your household, and all that you have. Behold, your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin, that it is my mouth that speaks to you. You shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt, and of all that you have seen. You shall hurry and bring my father down here. He fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck. He kissed all his brothers and wept on them. After that, his brothers talked with him. The report of it was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brothers have come. It pleased Pharaoh well and his servants. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Tell your brothers, do this, load your animals and go, travel to the land of Canaan. Take your father and your households and come to me, and I will give you the good of the land of Egypt, and you will eat the fat of the land. Now you are commanded to do this. Take wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father and come. Also, don't concern yourself about your belongings, for the good of all the land of Egypt is yours. The sons of Israel did so. Joseph gave them wagons according to the commandment of Pharaoh and gave them provision for the way. He gave each one of them changes of clothing, but to Benjamin he gave three hundred pieces of silver and five changes of clothing. He sent the following to his father, ten donkeys loaded with the good things of Egypt and ten female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and provision for his father by the way. So he sent his brothers away, and they departed. He said to them, See that you don't quarrel on the way. They went up out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan. To Jacob their father, they told him, saying, Joseph is still alive, and he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. His heart 
fainted, for he didn't believe them. They told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them. When he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Don't underestimate the healing power of forgiveness. Joseph had every right to execute justice against his brothers for the wrongs they committed against him years earlier. But Joseph leaves justice in the hands of God, offering mercy instead. Joseph's wisdom enabled him to see God's plan from an enlightened perspective. His enslavement in Egypt, while tragic, allowed him to save many thousands of lives, including those of his own broken family. We should also note that Joseph spent much time testing his brothers to see if they were willing to receive forgiveness. Would Joseph have been so generous with his mercy if Judah had not shown penitence? It's hard to tell. The Book of Genesis, Chapter 46, Introduction Joseph, who had been made governor over all Egypt, invites his estranged family to flee from the famine in Canaan and live under Joseph's care, who had spent seven years collecting surplus grain in order to ensure Egypt's survival during the famine. However, his father Israel may have been reluctant to accept this offer due to a prophecy spoken by God to Jacob's grandfather in Genesis chapter 15. He said to Abraham, Know for sure that your seed will live as foreigners in a land that is not theirs and will serve them. They will afflict them four hundred years. This chapter includes Jacob's journey to Egypt, those who went to Egypt, Joseph meets Jacob. Chapter 46 Israel traveled with all that he had, and came to Beersheba, and offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. God spoke to Israel in the visions of the night, and said, Jacob, Jacob, he said, Here I am. He said, I am God, the God of your father. Don't be afraid to go down into Egypt, for there I will make of you a great nation. I will go down with you into Egypt. I also will surely bring you up again. Joseph's hand will close your eyes. Jacob rose up from Beersheba, and the sons of Israel carried Jacob, their father, their little ones, and their wives, in the wagons which Pharaoh had sent to carry him. They took their livestock and their goods, which they had gotten in the land of Canaan, and came into Egypt. Jacob and all his offspring with him, his sons and his sons' sons with him, his daughters and his sons' daughters, and he brought all his offspring with him into Egypt. These are the names of the children of Israel who came into Egypt, Jacob and his sons, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, the sons of Reuben, Hanok, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi, the sons of Simeon, Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman, the sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari, the sons of Judah, Ur, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah, 
But Ur and Onan died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamul. The sons of Issachar, Tola, Puva, Job, and Shimron. The sons of Zebulun, Sered, Elon, and Jalil. These are the sons of Leah, whom she bore to Jacob in Padan Aram with his daughter Dina. All the souls of his sons and his daughters were thirty-three. The sons of Gad, Ziphion, Hagi, Shuni, Esbon, Eri, Arodi, and Areli. The sons of Asher, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, Beriah, and Sarah their sister. The sons of Beriah, Haber, and Melchiel. These are the sons of Zilpah, whom Laban gave to Leah, his daughter, and these she bore to Jacob, even sixteen souls. The sons of Rachel, Jacob's wife, Joseph, and Benjamin. To Joseph, in the land of Egypt, were born Manasseh and Ephraim, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, the priest of On, bore to him. The sons of Benjamin, Bela, Becher, Ashbel, Gera, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Mupim, Hupim, and Ard. These are the sons of Rachel, who were born to Jacob. All the souls were fourteen. The son of Dan, Hushim. The sons of Naphtali, Jazil, Guni, Jazer, and Shelem. These are the sons of Bilhah, whom Laban gave to Rachel his daughter, and these she bore to Jacob. All the souls were seven. All the souls who came with Jacob into Egypt, who were his direct offspring, in addition to Jacob's sons' wives, all the souls were sixty-six. The sons of Joseph, who were born to him in Egypt, were two souls. All the souls of the house of Jacob, who came into Egypt, were seventy. Jacob sent Judah before him to Joseph, to show the way before him to Goshen, and they came into the land of Goshen. Joseph prepared his chariot and went up to meet Israel, his father, in Goshen. He presented himself to him and fell on his neck and wept on his neck a good while. Israel said to Joseph, Now let me die, since I have seen your face, that you are still alive. Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's house, I will go up and speak with Pharaoh and will tell him my brothers and my father's house who are in the land of Canaan have come to me. These men are shepherds, for they have been keepers of livestock, and they have brought their flocks and their herds and all that they have. It will happen when Pharaoh summons you and will say what is your occupation, that you shall say, Your servants have been keepers of livestock from our youth, even until now, both we and our fathers, that you may dwell in the land of Goshen, for every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. Joseph instructs the sons of Israel to tell the Pharaoh not that they are shepherds, but rather keepers of livestock, because Joseph knew that Egyptian culture looked down upon keepers of sheep. The Apostle Paul confirms Jacob as an incarnation of Christ in his letter to the Galatians, chapter 3. Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He doesn't say to seeds as of many, but as of one, to your seed, which is Christ. Now I say this, a covenant confirmed beforehand by God in Christ, the law which came 430 years after, does not annul so as to make the promise of no effect. The only event which Paul could have been referring to 
which happened 430 years before the coming of the law at Sinai, was this moment when God confirmed to Jacob, I am God, the God of your father. Don't be afraid to go down into Egypt, for there I will make of you a great nation. I will go down with you into Egypt. I will also surely bring you up again. Paul refers to this moment as a covenant confirmed beforehand by God in Christ. But the Greek phrase translated in Christ, eis Christon, should actually be translated to Christ, yielding a covenant confirmed beforehand by God to Christ, meaning to Israel or to Jacob. Jacob is Christ. We are tracing the 4,000-year narrative of the education and training of Christ from his first incarnation as Adam to his last incarnation as Jesus of Nazareth. Let us pray. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, thank you so much for revealing yourself to us today. Your people have been crying for the last 2,000 years that by reading the Old Testament, the Law, and the Prophets, we learn about you. We learn that you are one of us and that each and every one of us is one of you. You have given us the Holy Spirit so that we may know this truth. Thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening. If you've satisfied any of your Bible curiosity, please rate this series. If you have feedback, write a review. And if you are still curious for more, please subscribe so that we can send you timely updates. And join us for our next episode where we will be bringing Genesis to a close with chapters 47 through 50, Blessings of Israel. This is Arthur Milliken saying good night and God bless.